I'm super passionate about like um, just like depression in general. Like I just think that's something that's like plaguing our society and I, I really want to see people like have abundant full lives. And so um, a lot of things with depression is just like – and I've had I've, – I've lost a lot of friends to suicide unfortunately. But um, you know, just where they like don't have the community, you know, they don't have like good people like around them to be there for them in all their seasons of life. And so like I really hope to have something one day of where – you know, how I feel in Little Compton where I know everyone from my hometown. I feel very loved and welcome there. I want like the same for our younger generation that seems to like – it can be like a struggle. Welcome to You Can Do It, Do It, a podcast about people whose lives were transformed by trying something new. Today, we're joined by Pat Brown of Rent Sons. So Pat, you hire a lot of people on a regular basis. How do you do that? Yeah, there's definitely, I have some like trick questions I use to figure out i'm not sure i can say my trick questions or not, but, <laughs> sure, sure um but you know just figuring out what kind of personality they are and what kind of things would like make them do really well in certain roles and you know ones that you know they would just bomb it you know it's yeah. interesting because like when i started with rent sons it was always like oh you align with my values you're a great person you'll mm-hmm. do great and then learn that's totally not the case at all that's like the core part the values is is key. That's number one. But then two is like the different things that motivate them and the kind of person they are. I feel like you can ask a couple of questions and you start going like, Oh, you would do really well here. I hope you would do really well here. You know? So it's, it's pretty interesting. Like when you really, I don't know, there's a couple of big categories I feel people fall into that make it a lot easier for a hire. Yeah. You and mind telling us about this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like the classic, like the farmer and the hunter. Have you guys heard that? Before? No. Oh really? Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so this has been a pretty big – I don't know if you want to just go right into it. But Let's do it. it. Sure, yeah. yeah. So um, so I have like local managers that like launch new communities. So my company's Rent Sons. It's basically like a helping hand service, like picture basically like Uber of odd jobs, but it's very about like relationships. It's all about like you know the bond and the conversations that happen while you're doing the odd job and like bringing people closer together, like bridging these different generational gaps, um, allowing young adults to figure out what it means – to live a full life and like really, you know, asking this like older generation about life, who they are, why they are, you know? So it's, it's, it's like a cool like community. There's a whole like ethos and big social thing behind it. But so when I started, like I have certain values, you know, I am a Christian. So like I have things that I like, you know, that, um, that I kind of like relate with. I'm like, Oh yeah, you really like serving neighbors. Like you really care for people in this way. Like, you know, that is something that I was like, Oh, that's, they just need to, be that and they'll probably do great, you know? Mm-hmm. But then I would like, remember having like so many good friends, like start being managers to launch these areas. And they would like, I like turned through people like pretty fast. And it was like really upset me at the beginning that like my good friends like weren't working out yeah. and I was just like burning through people. And I was like, dang, this stinks. Like, I feel like I'm like a good boss and stuff. And, and then I realized later on that it's certain people just like, kill it at certain things and certain people just blow it at other ones. So more, I've heard this like many, many, many times, but now it's become like a lot easier for me to figure out. So there's in sales, there's really, um, like a hunter and a farmer. And I feel like 
it's it's almost not just in sales. It's just kind of like in general, like how people seem to operate. Like the hunter loves going out and finding new business, like meeting people, going to networking events. Like they gain a lot of energy off that. Like mm. um, they love like the idea of locking in big deals. They love the idea of traveling and like they love the idea of like low base, high commission, like that's their thing. And they just like dig it. Like they would get really excited about calling up like the CEO of some big company in Providence and trying to sell them this idea. You know, that would be like a hunter mm. where a farmer would is much more about like, Hey, let me like cultivate the relationships with the sons. Let me like one-on-one, let me like have a great, you know, do a great my craft, like make it beautiful. I mean, they're very detail oriented. They're very like kind of nine to five. Like, let me make sure I got my fixed income and like all my expenses will be lived and I can budget out a little bit more. And like, I'm happy, you know, and Mm. that's, that's that person. So if you stick a farmer in a hunter role, they just, just hate it. They like the idea of like calling up someone like makes them deathly afraid. You stick a a hunter (laughs) in a farmer role and they're just like, super bored and not motivated. So it's like really interesting figuring out in your organization, like what, what are more hunter roles and then what are more farmer roles? And then, then the best, the entrepreneur I think is being able to do both, you know, maybe like, I think they're a little bit more hunter and they can farm, you know, to be able to like force themselves to do more detail oriented stuff. But the initial like go at it is like very hunting, you know, it's very like, I'm going to go for it, you know? So it's funny. So you're either like training a hunter at a farm or training a farmer at a hunt. And so it's been interesting. Like we're figuring that out as we like are building out these new communities, like throughout coastal Massachusetts and Rhode Island and, and even some Connecticut, um, how certain people do really well and some people like don't. And it's, it's nothing to do with like, if they're just like a nice guy or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got some people are like, City slickers, then they're just like they can't be farmers or hunters. <laughs> they just don't fit the role. <laughs> yeah, right. They just want to hang out at coffee shops and right, right. Yeah, no, it's really so. You so you actually try to also help uh, shape them to be able to do both roles a little bit. Yeah, so they, they they emphasize one role, but you help them flesh out the other. Yeah, I think like naturally people are one or the other. Like yeah. naturally people either love to hunt or naturally people love to like farm, you yeah. know? And so um, it's just like recognizing your strengths and then going, okay, where are my weaknesses? And like working on those like more intensely. Like I'm definitely more of a hunter and like I have an assistant. She helps me with a lot of stuff, but like I'm trying, you know, I try to do a lot of things to like not just like dump it on her, like help me like do a lot of detail oriented stuff too, you know? Right. Um so yeah, that's that's like kind of an interesting one. Like I've had so many like amazing friends that like are exceptional people, you know, but like they just don't like to hunt, you know. Mm. And that way they get discouraged like when they're not bringing in like a ton, a ton of hours or whatever in their community. Yeah. So um yeah, which is pretty funny. But the thing is also like the hunter can go and drive it but then they can like also make the whole thing like totally fall apart if they're not like detail oriented. You know? Right. So, <laughs> so that's my long rant on farmer and hunter. But that's no, great. I think that's really fascinating. And I think the the entrepreneur being more farmer, I mean more hunter, but a bit farmer, like that kind of puts them in a unique role that allows them to do kind of what you started out doing, right? With yeah. sons. So yeah. So, yeah, and so like your your business model, right? It started out as give us give us like the core business model and then talk us through kind of how it's expanding um 
to different yeah. you know, quote unquote communities. Yeah. Basically like I did odd jobs to pay for college, you know, was broke, needed a job. Um, I had a job, but I was only making 11 bucks an hour and I was like, shoot, I'm not going to totally pay for school like this, you yeah, know? Right. And so I like knocked on every door in my town. I was like, Hey, I'll do whatever you want for 15 bucks an hour, you know, which was $4 an hour more than I was making as a lifeguard. Yeah. And, um, so I didn't know how to do anything, but I started learning how to do stuff and just YouTube it. Like how to weed, how to paint, how to hmm. blank, how to blank. And then I'd go do the job and then I started hiring my friends and then it turned into how I paid for college every semester. So I'd work my butt off, make about 20 grand, wow. spend it all, bring it all to the office, yeah. be completely <laughs> broke again. Yeah. <laughs> Back to zero. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, but the, basically the core model is just kind of this idea of like how I, um, connected with the neighbors, of my community and how I learned so much about life, um, by working for these people, like working in the garden, you know, working long days and learned about perseverance, thinking big, you know, um, and a lot of interpersonal communication, et cetera. And so the idea is really taking this like little Compton model, um, and then bringing it and building these little communities like across the country. So it's like this basically like you go to rentsense.com, you click rent and you can fill out a little a job request to say, if you need help with moving a couch, painting your home landscape, you know, whatever it may be for an affordable hourly rate to the neighbors of the community in hopes that like there's like some community bonding that takes place and gives these kids great jobs. And so, yeah, it's been cool. So we started in little Compton, May, 2017. And then we ended up growing through all of Rhode Island. Um, and now we have East Bay, South County, Providence. So basically that's how we divide up the state and and Boston. And now we're launching the rest of coastal Massachusetts this April. Yeah. So it's been growing really fast. It's like, pretty crazy um but it's exciting you know it's definitely intense but i love it yeah makes life very missional yeah makes very life like purpose mission everything aligns with it with like you know just like all aspects of life which is like really cool yeah that Um, is really cool now when you're when you're looking to fill these roles for people who are kind of going into new communities are you looking for hunter types is that kind of the archetype yeah i think like hunter yeah, like hunterish. Yeah, so ideally, like they build it up to a certain level, and then, like, they have an assistant farmer that helps them yeah. do all logistical mm. stuff. Yeah. So that's like, so my bigger communities like Providence East Bay, you know, I'm hiring more farmer assistant roles. So we're hiring ten roles right now. So um, we know anybody? <clears throat> anybody who listens anybody. to this podcast needs a good job. Yeah, Pat Brown's hiring. <laughs> send them my way. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. So. What does it look like to work for Rent Sons? Well, there's a couple different roles. To so be a son or a manager? Uh, either. Well, the son is supposed to kind of have like that on-demand aspect where, you know, you can make your own schedule. You can make really good money. You can connect with all sorts of different people. You know, like like today we were asked to go shovel David Cicilline's driveway. Oh, cool. You know, yeah, it's nice. kind of cool. You can go yeah, yeah. for a congressman, you know. Right. Um, or you can work for someone that's like, you know, on the totally other side of the spectrum. So it's really cool that you can go to one house that's like really low income. The next you're like working for the top and it's like really cool because you're connecting with all sorts of different people in your neighborhood. You're also working with other young adults that like, you know, are in similar areas of life where you're just like 
you know, maybe you just got out of your first job or you're just like not really sure and you just need something to hold you over for a little while or something about being a startup where you really like it. But it's really people that are like really care about like serving their neighbors, doing something different every day, having a flexible schedule. So that's kind of like the son daughter, you know, aspect of the job. Yeah. A manager is someone that really loves their community and really wants to like sew into that and then see people come together, really cares about young adults growing, cares – I'm super passionate about like um, just like depression in general. Like I just think that's something that's like plaguing our society and I, I really want to see people like have abundant full lives. Mm. And so um, a lot of things with depression is just like – and I've had I've, – I've lost a lot of friends to suicide unfortunately. But, um, you know, just where they like don't have the community, you know. They don't have like good people like around them to be there for them in all their seasons of life. And so like I really hope to have something one day of where, you know, how I feel in Little Compton where I know everyone from my hometown. I feel very loved and welcome there. I want like the same for our younger generation that seems to like – that can be like a struggle, you know, so, yeah. and older, you know, just trying to bring people closer together. So, yeah, I mean, you definitely, I think our generation and especially the younger you get, it's like people are just getting more and more isolated. So I, I heard a little bit about the concept of this company, but it's really impressive that it's, it tries to take into account all these different aspects of it yeah. uh, and bring people, yeah, talk like, you know, you think about a job you think about like oh i'll just go shovel somebody's driveway or whatever and like whatever i'll do that and then leave but you guys make it more of a collaborative process and a process where they actually like communicate with the person versus just like i just show up and leave and i don't even see you it sounds like yeah. they actually like say like hi you know like you know they're trying to help someone yeah so it's amazing yeah it's very like relationship based it's yeah like what we like to say you know it's like uber jobs very relationships you know so yeah. like versus very being like task focused so which i think is like the key you know yeah um, and that's a differentiator from because you know i think there's what like task rabbit and some other and, yeah some services where you're just kind of in and out but yeah it's a very it's, unique approach so yeah it's been really cool you know there's been a lot of like unbelievable stories that come out every week you know yeah. just like whoa that was pretty insane you know a lot of like the thing is like the time when we're doing all these projects they're like very intense moments of people's lives like like a junk removal, someone normally just passed away. You yeah. know, a move a lot of times is a downsize or from like you've lived in this home for 30 years and now you're downsizing. Yeah. Maybe getting rid of a lot of things. Kids are gone. Or a lot of times divorce, you know. It's like, think about it, like 50% of people divorce. So a lot of divorces are always going down. So, or a new home, you know, and it's just like really stressful at any time moving. So it's like really amazing to like be in these different aspects. It's like, yeah, moving, picking up boxes and moving them. Or is it moving, like taking your like 25 year marriage, shutting the door and I'm the one with you as you shut the door to your home before you leave. That happens a lot. Yeah. And so it's, that's like what it's about is about like being there for people in all their seasons of life. Like kind of like a cornerstone. I know this is getting like super deep for like that's an odd awesome. job app, but that's no, what I it's think, about. You know? <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> I also think it's uh, not that that's the reason you're doing, but it's kind of good marketing, right? It's like you'd rather work, you'd rather get work done by someone who has that kind of mission than yeah. like I can get any job done for you. Like, who cares? Like, all right, I, I guess people could do that, but if you have this completely yeah. emotional and community aspect to it, that makes me want to use that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And so. it's like constantly figuring that out more and more. Like, how does it become 
more of a thing, you know? Yeah. And so it's really cool. Like there's just been a lot of like, we've been starting to put them out on Instagram and, and just telling the stories behind the sons and behind the neighbors. And mm. it's really pretty amazing. I'm very like thankful to see it, you know, be actually like a helping service. Like I was actually really pretty excited this weekend. I met this kid that was deaf two hearing aids in and he it was born deaf and so he's and he was like yeah without these i can't hear anything and he had mm. really good speech like he mm. could talk great and it was like amazing to see how technology like actually has completely changed this kid's life yeah like it's ridiculous to think about like what life would be like if he didn't have these hearing aids and so it's like really cool to think about as we're finishing off our you know our app which will basically be able to book someone as fast as an uber the idea of like building something that can like actually be very helpful to people you know because when people need it they need it right now they need help right now and that's mm. and i and like a lot of times we're not able to be a 24 7 call you know like none of my people work on sundays like a lot of mm. times barely on saturdays like we're not working at 9 p.m you know so like we're having the ability where you can just book live and so tech can make it basically like a 24 7 process allowing booking to take place yeah. um which i'm really like excited about so we can be there for more people because i always like i go like way out of my way to like try to help people out and sometimes i like you know dig myself in a hole because I just tech really needs to be like the one doing it and not like, you know, the Hunter Pat Brown. That's <laughs> so I feel like other things going on. And like, right. Yeah. Might forget like some of the simple things that could easily be supplemented with tech. So that makes me like really excited, you know, as we're going into the future, you know? So. Yeah. Now do you, um, uh, aside from Hunter and farmer, is there, is there a role that helps, um, you all as you're growing to kind of keep all the pieces connected or is that where you kind of see yourself as CEO? Well, so yeah, well, we have a couple other people besides the community builders, which is what they're called. So they're like the local managers, local entrepreneurs that are, you know, marking the putting the stake in their community and, and going at it. But then there's my assistant, Julia, who's also basically the office manager and she really runs the business. Um, She's amazing. I'm super blessed to have her. Um, <clears throat> and then we have a scheduler and then we all, so she's going to, she basically runs everything with the schedule. It's all she does. And then I have um, what I call the sun ambassador, which is Dan, who's this like bubbly, you know, Dan. I do. Yeah. yeah. Like I grew Dan's, up with Dan. Yeah. Dan's yeah. like, he should be famous. Like this guy is like <laughs> the coolest kid. He, <laughs> he goes to a very unique rhythm and um, Dan's yeah. van life. Van. Yeah, I think you've shown me. Yeah, like someone who li like lives in a pretty amazing van. Yeah, he, he still... did. He did for a while. He with did. His yeah. Wife. yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I copied him. I got a van too. Nice. <laughs> uh, van life. Um, but yeah, Dan's amazing. Just like loves really well. He's the ambassador. He's kind of like the rent sons evangelist. You know, goes mm -hmm. around and and um, but he's like big into the culture aspect of it too. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the main roles of the company. So we're big into like having a lot of parties. Like we try to hang once a month at least um, with everybody, which is, you know, hard because like everyone's all over the place, you know. So, mm -hmm. but in the summer, they're really fun. You know, when we have over a hundred people working, it's, it's fun to get everyone together, you know. So all the sons and daughters can come to that as well? The no, they all come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of them. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So they just throw big parties like once a month, try to bring everyone together. Wow. Yeah. 
once you get to like 2000 people, it's just going to be like mass like, <laughs> back, back to my first life. Yeah. Of throwing concerts for a living. Yeah. You so know? let's, uh, let's talk a little bit, a little bit of story. What, uh, what kind of led up to rent sense? Uh, I know you had done odd jobs to pay for college, but what'd you go to school for communication? So I went to orientation and they were like, I was like, I'll be undecided. They're like, no, no, you can just, just pick a major and then you can, cause undecided is too full, but you can always change it. I was like, all right. <laughs> I like to talk, so communications, <laughs> and I just never changed it. Where'd you go? <laughs> URI. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I like to say I'm like kind of a simple guy. I'm just like, yeah, that's good. All right, let's do it. Yeah. You know? yeah. I don't really like think too deep into like a lot of problems. <laughs> 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 it's probably like a good and a bad thing, you know? So you study yeah. communications, learn how to talk about talking, listen about listening. <laughs> yes. And and then what? Then what happens? See about seeing. Yeah, so I want to, you know, my whole kind of story is basically I... Um, I got to college and I was like, I really want to be like, I wanted to be different basically like high school. Like, I don't know. I just didn't really like high school that much. So when I got to college, it was kind of this, like, I want to be like the best ever, you know? <laughs> so I like, it starts off like basically the first day of college at first night, <laughs> you know, that thing you go to and you're supposed to like sign up for clubs. Hmm. First night's like this, almost like this big party across campus where all the freshmen basically go to like, it's like a job fair, but for all the college clubs for yeah extracurriculars. Like yeah, yeah. every frat is out, every sorority's out, every club and organization yeah. is out basically trying to get people to sign up for their thing. Cause if mm. you can get them on first night, you get them for like the next four years of college. Jeez. Yeah. That's kind of the idea. Yeah. <laughs> so basically there was no club for surf club. Oh. So I found a table in the, the <laughs> no, <laughs> I picked up the table and I've grabbed my surfboard from my car, leaning against the tree and I wrote yes. surf club on it. That's awesome. <laughs> and I was like, I'm the president of the surf club. <laughs> and so I like became president of the surf club for the next three years. <laughs> we went to Nicaragua on mission trips. We did surf contests. We threw massive parties that ended up being like, the coolest like if we threw a party that was the thing and we threw giant concerts and i would get the school to give me money to throw concerts they're like why is the surf club taking all of the student senate's money to throw concerts (laughs) because there's nothing to do with surfing right right? so i got to did you get did you get people to sign up on first night for your surf club yeah i think i had like 300 members by the time (laughs) i was done (laughs) it was pretty sick yeah no it was really cool there's a reason why pat's an entrepreneur. Yeah, right? It's yeah, just... that was where it started. <laughs> the Jeez. table. Right? Um, yeah. But yeah, so I want to make the club cool. So I was like, let's throw concerts. Mm. So I like got the student senate. They gave me $12,000 contingency grant, which is like supposed to benefit the whole school. So I was like, I'll throw a school-wide concert, you mm. know, free concert with Badfish. And so we ended up throwing oh, this wow. Badfish concert. But it got rained out, moved it inside, threw another concert the next year and got rained out. They both moved inside. They were fun. But then I was like, man, what if a show couldn't get rained out? Came with an idea for a water show. Started Googling water effects. Found the craziest stuff you've ever seen. So I ended up um, basically, I was like, oh my gosh, aqua. And I ran upstairs, told my best friend Luke, I was like, dude, water show. And we started freaking out. <laughs> literally, like, it's literally this fast. We go to Home Depot. We start building things. And we're like, Oh my gosh, this would be so cool. And then we start like hunting after the top DJs in the entire world. They all, no one responds. So we go to the top <laughs> talent buyer in the Northeast, convince him, he becomes our partner, pitches it to the number one DJ. Number one DJ responds and says like, 
hey, let's do my whole U.S. tour. And so within three months of coming up with this idea, I had the number one DJ's U.S. tour, 10 shows, Jeez. 10 days, 40,000 people. Jeez. It was absurd. So that was like my senior year of college. I interned for myself. Can you explain a little bit? college credits. Really? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Can you explain a little bit what this like water show, like what does that mean? Yeah. So I created a touring water hologram concert. So basically we layered sheets of water with fountains and mists and used lights, lasers, and projections to create holograms that float around the artist and into the audience. And so we like started off with yeah, like- Yeah, that wild. Yeah. What it's... in the world? This sounds like uh, Back to the Future 2 and that shark comes out. Like... Yeah, that was basically it. That <laughs> was basically exactly yeah. what we did. Made so. out of water. Wow. Yeah. And it was crazy. I mean, like we just did like- we just saw everything I did, I was like, I'm just going to go for the top and yeah. hopefully I can get it, you know? Yeah. And, but we did, we were like super blessed. Like we got to do like a bunch of shows with, um, Tiesto in Las Vegas. We got to work with the chain smokers. We got to yeah. work with, you know, Hardwell and, and a bunch of other, you know, amazing artists. And, Jeez. and, um, yeah, so that was kind of like my senior year and then did it for like two more years. That was, um. And then, I don't know, do you want me to get to Rensons? Is that this? Yeah, yeah. So I, I run into Pat uh, maybe, what, two years ago, three years ago, down in yeah. downtown Providence. It's like, hey, you know, what are you up to? What are you doing? He's like, well, I got my last Aqua show tonight because I, I'm, like, shutting it all down and starting this new thing. So what led up to that moment to, to know, like, okay, this is the last one I'm going to do? Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty intense. Um this was this is like actually a good um a good story I think and I think like a good um moment in my life because it was when you know something isn't right in your life it doesn't matter like what you need to give up if it's not right it's not right mm. and that was like a really good thing for me because it was kind of like a bold statement of like nope I'm not doing this anymore and and you know and I stuck to it so basically what happened was um, we built up this pretty amazing water show. We were like one of the top, if not the top, like water special effects touring concerts in the nation. And um, we had um, a show with Fish for New Year's Eve um, at Mass Square Garden. And wow. then a show with String Cheese Incident, which is another huge jam band in Colorado for the same night. Um they were two of the biggest touring water shows that ever happened on the same night. Um, so, and like Beyonce's team was coming, like it was for this company called Tate Towers that was doing like all of the major, like you name it, like Timberlake, everybody, like they do all their biggest shows. And so it was kind of like, all right, if you do this, like you're in for a while, you know? Yeah. And I was looking down the line and I was reading a lot of books and just kind of like thinking about who I wanted to be later on in life. And I was seeing like a lot of the people in the industry were like, like kind of fried because you work literally 20 hour days back to back. It's yeah. absurd. These people are not normal human beings, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so, um, there was kind of this moment of like Luke, Luke and I, we were just like, is this something we like really want to keep doing? Um, I don't know if, you know, you know, I don't know if like, this is like the lifestyle I want. And for me, I was really thinking about like wife and kids and thinking about in the future. I mean, I was you know single at the time, but like to me, that was very important. And I was like, I don't think I'm building into a life when I'm like living in Vegas all the time, you know, yeah. and I'm like living in clubs and 
And it, it allowed me to like reflect on like what it means to live full life. Like, because I had a lot of Instagram followers, like I was making enough money where I was excited about it and it was like leading to the right place. And, um, you know, I got to hang out with all the top DJs in the world. Like I got to hang out with, you know, basically like what anyone would ever want, yeah. especially like for, you know, like just out of college, you know? Um, and so, but I had this like really big epiphany where there was kind of like a lot of like things in life that were, I wasn't sure what to do. I was like, gosh, should I moved to Providence. Should I stay in Newport? And I had this girl I really liked, but I wasn't sure if it was working out. And then I was like, not really sure if I wanted to like do this company anymore. Cause I was, you know, and so it was kind of this like moment where I was in the gym, I was looking in the mirror and I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this indecision. I don't like this, like in between, like. I'm done doing this. So I was like, so I like went home, called up Luca. I was like, Luca, let's, let's bail. Let's not do this anymore. Girlfriend, like, let's, let's not do this anymore. And then I like moved to Providence all within three hours. And it was like this, like, (laughs) it's like intense moment because even with like folding aquas and like, I walked away, I also had to like sign up for a little bit of debt too. So Mm -hmm. it was like, dang, I'm also like signing up for this, which is, you know, enough for like college debt basically. And you know, call my MBA, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it was pretty interesting just getting to a place like where I just knew it wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And it was time to like really reflect and figure out what does it mean to live full life? And that was like really what birthed the, the really starting to think about and really take a retrospective look at like what Rensons was to create Aqua. You know, Mm -hmm. because Aqua is basically like me creating my dreams really fast. And then, and then being able to say like, Hmm, you know, like what, what was the thing that made me gain those dreams like so fast? Mm. And also what were the things that like I learned that I don't want in that lifestyle and how can I like better help younger adults, you know, build into the life that they really desire. One of the cool things that we've been starting to do with Rensons that's been exciting is like I have this thing called pros now. Basically, I want these younger adults to like aspire to learn more skills and a lot of them like really want to be tradesmen um i have these like a lot of pros that are like retired and you know are just like sole proprietor guys that just really like um doing their own thing but they're total craftsmen and they are really good at what they do Mm -hmm. um and so we work with them and i'll say like hey you know you know come like I'll, I'll go get a big project or one of the managers to get a big project and they have the pros they work with. So we have like a pro painter, a pro carpenter, and then we're going to get in like, and then some of the other stuff later on, like ideally like plumbers, electricians, etc. Or we can just say like, Hey, you know, right now it's the painter and the uh, carpenter just saying like, Hey, you know, how much do this whole project, you know, what can we do? And then, you know, we get that project, but then we also say like, Hey, you need to teach or like kind of just, have a son work with you for you know the whole project and to show him your craft you know ideally so it's like building these sons up to learn like really great skills like to become like pro painters you know and like people that can tile and things like that it makes them like also inspire to be in the trades you know which is an industry that's been neglected and like it's becoming like everyone's saying like oh you should go for the trades you should go for the trades what's the bread and butter of the type of jobs that you guys do do a lot of like moving is our big one. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, moving is the biggest one. Then junk removal, and then painting, and then actually weddings. We do a lot of weddings. And Little Compton, it's like 
you don't have a nice wedding and not hire rents on it's so we're oh, like, wow. we do like extra hands on the wedding like parking cars we even do designated driving where we'll i'll make sure that no one drives home drunk so i'll oh, like wait awesome. in the parking lot yeah. and i'll be like oh the you know the ride's mom hired me to to drive all the guests home in your own car so i'll drive you in your car wow. and then someone follows me picks me up brings me back but it's like i call it brunch insurance you know make sure yeah. everyone makes it to brunch the next oh. day <laughs> i have had some crazy scary moments you know where i'm pulling people out of their driver's seats you know oh my gosh so it happens man you know and especially in the summer weddings you know people just come in from san francisco and everywhere else and right so like i'm fine yeah it's, it's like no there's no one here you know yeah so yeah, that's like the main things we do. Yeah. And the people who do the work, are they are they usually from the community itself? So you have the community manager that's a part of the community. Yeah. Are the are the sons and daughters like part of those communities? Yeah, that's the goal. I mean, eventually yeah. just like everyone's working where they live. Yeah. Uh, when it's really busy, yeah. Like in the summer, like pretty much like April through November, we're really busy. Um so in those times, yeah, pretty rare you're going to leave your community. Like you mm. pretty much work like where you live, which is really cool. You know, yeah. when you're working for like your literal next door neighbors, yeah. it's like pretty sick, you know? So that's been like a cool, that's like the dream. It's like everyone's getting really connected with where they live. So, yeah, I think definitely neighborhoods can be uh, actually in a weird way, like isolating a lot of the times, like people just don't communicate with each other. And this yeah. is kind of a cool way of forcing people to kind of go around and like realize like, Oh, we have all these things in common. Like we should get together more, you know, actually become a neighborhood instead of just a place where a bunch of houses are. Yeah. So I know it's like, I love, um, the idea of community and like trying to like really di- break down like what is authentic community. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause everyone throws that word around like, Oh, the, facebook community or this community or that community but it's like right. what's community like to me community is people that like are there for you like your family like mm. that's your community like and so <clears throat> like being good neighbors like i love like my neighborhood too just like how diverse it is is really cool yeah you know all different classes of people all different ethnicities and and getting to know everyone that lives around you i think is like um yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, have you ever seen that TED Talks on community? It basically, they take like a study of, um, I think it was like 750 people from Harvard and then like 700 people from like a like more not very nice area of Boston. And then they they interview them every year until they die. And like some people became like the president, it was like JFK, and then like CEO of, CEOs of huge companies. And then other people like, you know, became like alcoholics and things like, and literally had like the whole spectrum of these, you know, like 1500 people. And, um, and they said they were really blown away cause they thought it was going to be like about like financial success or just about like, you know, some sort of like, um, you know, hitting like a certain, you know, whatever in society. Um, but they found that like over and over and over again, it was the people that were able to um, maintain the longest lasting relationships um, were the people that were the most happy. And that loneliness was a bigger killer than um, drugs or like tobacco. I mean, I'm sorry, alcohol or tobacco. So um, it was really interesting to think about that. Um, and when you really think about like, friends that have passed away from like depression or anything like that. And just thinking about how like their community may not have like really 
been there with them in that is like best as they could. Um, not speaking to everybody, but just in my own experience with like my friends that have had drug issues or my friends that like were depressed and you know committed suicide. Um, I was just like think about like you know being there for them more or just um, yeah, or just like the people that did get caught up with and just feeling very. Um, yeah, just like really sad about kind of like how that all, you know, how that all happened and like how the people you're with are really influence you in a big way. And, um, you gotta be like with the right people that encourage you and being there with you through the whole, all of your life and just really like pouring into those relationships and not just treating people like they can just be like returned and gotten rid of, you know, and that they need to stick with people. And I love, that's what I love about you know, love about that. And it was just cool because I feel like we all kind of know that, but like for some reason we don't follow it, you know, it's easy to not like emotionally know it, you know, like logically you can be like, yeah, that makes sense. But you're like, ah, but I could just sit at home and watch Netflix too. Like, I don't need to go out and like be with people and like, you know, nurture these relationships. So yeah. it's, like, it's, it's so easy to not do that, that to do it, you feel like I'll get to it. So, yeah. yeah. And there's another component too. Like you and I, JP and I were talking about this a few weeks ago, but so JP and I work out together, we work together and we do this podcast together. And on top of that, we're also, you know, really good friends. Um, so, <laughs> but one of the things we actually realized like a few weeks ago was, boy, we've been going to the gym, working and doing this podcast. We haven't actually like hung out in like months. And so even though we, we, have you know uh, a relationship and a friendship it's like we we hadn't really been really taking the time to nurture that friendship and feed into that that sense of community and, and bond that we share together and so it was like this i don't know it was almost like an aha moment and i know like folks deal with this in marriages and other types of friendships and even among their their coworkers or baristas even it's where it's like oh i see you every day but i don't actually know you um and there's there's i, I think that that um you know, not to put words in your mouth, but the, that bridge between, you know, seeing somebody every day and having a relationship, uh, to actually knowing them as, as human beings and people and, and meeting them face to face in, in that way and having that connection, that's that connection. And that glue is community. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That's good. That's what, that's what it feels like. Um, (laughs) yeah, no, it's so true, man. It's so true. Um, yeah, I think about that even with like, uh, a lot of like my managers and things like that. I actually, cause I, you know, I talk to them all the time and, um, but sometimes they're like, yeah, I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. Mm. <laughs> it's like, know? I see you every, yeah. I, I see you and talk I talk to you, to you every day, day, but yeah. Yeah. And so one thing I actually kind of like, and, um, I like love the people I get to work with. Like I'm like, I literally would probably ask most if not all of them to be like in my wedding party like if i ever get married you know i like really really like them a lot um what lights you up what what gets you up in the morning full disclosure yeah dude honestly like i'm very just love jesus i'm a big christian so (laughs) um that's like who i am no shame um so yeah i just like really care about like i love um i think that's like one thing that's cool with me is like my life's like very missional, you know, like my, I'm really big into my church. I just like love, um, seeing people find community, see people like find 
that's like church is like super about that. It's like, you know, it's like the nth degree of like whatever I'm doing, you know, and, you know, just like where people are like eating together and like being with each other and like their lives, like very, very deeply, um, you know, where they know everything about me. And, um, I really like love that, that, that like totally lights me up. And I just like love this idea of kind of being in like Christians call it surrender, which is the idea of just like really trusting God in all of it, like in finances, business, relationships. And I'm like a huge, I love to pray and I love to just like constantly like give it to God. And it's like really fun because, um, it's scary a lot of times, you know, I put like, and I'm always as an entrepreneur and a like rapid growing startup, I'm constantly like, dang, like this is nuts, you know, like, <laughs> and right. so I'm, it's like really fun to, um, kind of always, uh, just learn more about my faith, learn about more about God doing, doing business and being stretched in this like beautiful way. And then also like, trusting God with my finances. And a lot of times like really like giving above and beyond where I'm like not very comfortable sometimes. And, um, most times, honestly. And I love to like try to give like, yeah, like more than I'm, than I probably can afford, you know? And that's kind of like how I've always operated. You know, I, when I used to live in New York city and I was like dead broke, like literally dead broke, like no money. Um, I would bring like the two or three dollars I had to church every Sunday and put it all in the basket every Sunday. And I think about like now I'm running like a full on, you know, company, you know, making more than two or three dollars. Yeah. (laughs) And like, you know, that's um that's like really exciting to me and that that but it's cool because it's like my work's like that my faith's like that my romantic relationships if any you know that's like what i want it to be like and it's just so cool because it all aligns with this like purpose of like really like loving my neighbor really well loving god really well and just like being on this roller coaster of like whatever god wants me to do um so that's like that gets me pumped you know so just being truthful yeah that's cool and that's, uh, that's who I am. you know we i and surfing <laughs> surfing is also <laughs> also surfing which and surfing. There, I'm, I, there is there i'm i think there is a, a faith and spiritual aspect to to most people's lives whether or not they want to admit it yeah um, and i you know it is it is interesting to me you know seeing you as an entrepreneur lean into that um and and actually say like no no, no really like my faith is a foundation for why i want to do this business and why I want to run it the way that, that we're doing it. Um, and you know, I think that's, that's an incredible, incredibly compelling thing. Yeah. Um, it's actually pretty cool. Cause like, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have some like crazy big advisors. Um, one of my like lead advisors is basically one of the guys that helped build Uber. He, um, he's the director of operations for Uber. He built it from like, you know, 30 cities to 1400 cities. Um, yeah, dude's very smart. Um, and I sometimes I'm like, oh, Pat, you know, you could make a half million dollars a year, like and surf, you know, like you don't, you know, talking about how to build it. And like, 
And I was like, oh, cool. You know, but me, I'm like pretty simple guy. I don't know that really excites me. And I sometimes like, oh yeah, I could like, that could be it. And like, that's it. But like when I'm like deep in prayer, I realize that like, no, 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 this isn't like why I'm doing this. Like I want to build something like giant that can like really impact people's lives. I can really help young adults like lower their depression rate, like really like meet the needs of a community by that local community. Um, and, uh, yeah, just see people come closer together. You know, that's like the stuff that like lights me up. And like, if I can just have a purpose in life, if I could help bring that depression rate down, if I could like bring people closer together and like, that's like, okay, I'm in, you know? And so that gets me pumped, you know, not the half million in surfing, you know? So that's surfers perk. are, surfers are, you know, are supposed to be broke bums on the beach. That's <laughs> how we're built. <laughs> so then the, the community aspect of rent sons then is, is kind of an extension of church community for you then as well. Or? I don't know if, if it is, or if I just like, maybe I just like take notes at church. I'm like, Oh, that's a good idea. You know, <laughs> but I definitely see like the value of like what community has been in my life. How has building community with, Rent sons over the past two years transform you as a person? Well, it's been cool. Um, yeah, one thing that's like interesting when you're like building a company is like, you know, when it starts, it's just you and like one other person and a couple people, and you're helping a couple people and you know, everyone. And then it's like now I have like thousands of people we help and the summer, I don't even know a lot of the people that work for me, you know, which is like mm -hmm. kind of crazy that like, I don't even right. know what they look like, you know, I mean, my managers do and like everyone else does, but I, and I try to get to know everyone, but it's really made me realize that like your core community is really important. So I have like my core, like church friends, um, that are really close with me. Um, I have a couple really good friends. Like I'm actually really close to the people from the nitro bar. I really love them a lot. Um, and then I have like my core, like, um, community with, um, the people that I do work with then my employees, like my direct, you know, managers and, um, and it's, knowing that like I need to like allocate a lot of time and, and care into that. And I like actually have to guard my time a lot more for, um, you know, just everyone else and spreading myself too thin, you know, um, I think finding and like guarding your time is really key and building good community. Um, like definitely always want to be there for people and like go the extra mile for like, you know, the, you know, anyone that's random and, and, and we have, um, but like, I think trying to like this, I think the platform trying to facilitate that. So like people can like connect within their own like little communities. And like, I'm, I'm very like the church, like a joke, like, Oh, I'm everyone's like first friend because I'm like very outgoing, like want to meet people, but like, I don't have the bandwidth to like <clears throat> hang out with everyone. So I'm really like big into like trying to get them plugged into the right, the right space. And same thing with like grandsons and just in life in general. So I think the big thing I would say I learned with community is just like, knowing your community and like investing into that community is like huge and like giving them and invest in what you need is time and focus time with them. So that has made you better. How? Um, I think it's like allowed me to sow deeper into those relationships, which I think is like really big for me. And then also just like helping me figure out how to like, 
better create other communities for these people, you know? So, yeah. It's very cool. That was a good question. That's a great answer. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks again for listening to You Can Do It, Do It. If you want to learn more about Pat Brown and what he's up to with Rent Sun, just go to youcandoitdoit.com. We'll have details about this episode as well as links to all of Pat's social media and his company. Also, if you enjoyed the show, we'd love if you could drop us a review on iTunes. Last but not least, thanks again to Night Swim for the use of their theme song for this show. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.